The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Road to Rediscovery. Hi, everyone. This is Aubrey Johnson from The Road to Rediscovery. Thank you for tuning in. This is a special solo episode uh, in reflection of just the slaughter and the mass shootings that have taken place down in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary. This event that took place on May 24th is beyond tragic unimaginable, unthinkable. It's the type of event that no one thinks about happening or wants to have happen or can even imagine it happening. And sure enough, it took place. Now, we know that this is not the only case over the past 10 years since Sandy Hook in 2012. Um, and of course, back to the 1997 Columbine in Colorado, um, that school. This has ha has been happening way too much, and 
outside of schools. We've seen this happen in recent in the recent past at other places, right? Just 12 days earlier, on May 12th, up in Buffalo, New York, right? The, I think it's called Tops, the Tops grocery store. There was a massacre there where 10 people were killed at the grocery store by a white supremacist, by someone who was racist. And, you know, in the Buffalo, New York massacre, as well as the Uvalde, Texas massacre, both suspects were 18 years old and had legally purchased their weapons. Now, I am not going to delve into who is accountable. I'm not going to talk about the children being failed or the police and the timeline in their response or the telltale signs of this this lunatic, this shooter, leading up to the actual event. I'm not going to talk about gun laws. I'm not going to politicize this in any way. I'm just sharing what I've taken in from what happened on May 24th and some recent events that there were mass shootings as well. Do you know this elementary school slaughter marked at least the 30th, 30th shooting at a K through 12 school in just the first five months of this year. We're not even halfway through the year yet. The first five months. So to me, that's a staggering statistic. And I don't, Again, I don't want to politicize this. I don't want to talk about, right now, I don't want to talk about what I feel the change or the solution should be for us as a society to transform and to to do right by our children, our future. I'm, I'm, I, right now, to me, there are many other forums that will have those conversations. Everyone has an opinion. I have mine. But if you don't mind, and I don't want to sound insensitive when I say this, but if you don't mind, I want to set my opinions to the side as far as who's accountable, whether we need stricter gun laws or more law enforcement, or should there be armed policemen with assault rifles in schools to protect the student body if these happen, these types of events happen. Uh, instead of voicing what I feel and, and how I think about this whole thing, which is a larger problem, a larger issue, right? I want to set that aside. And I want to talk about my dear god oh these parents 
these parents, parents of the 19 children who lost their lives, spouses of the two adults, faculty members who lost their lives, Heartbreaking doesn't begin to describe it. No parent should ever have to bury their child. Again, heartbreaking does not even begin to describe this devastation. How, how do we comfort and heal with these parents, with these spouses? How do we even begin to support, comfort, and assure a parent of a lost child, a spouse of a lost teacher in helping them get through this? when it's the absolute unimaginable, unthinkable act that they're going through. You know, these families need comfort. They need to be loved on. And I'm going to slightly deviate now and say that, you know, I do, I do agree with others who say thoughts and prayers, while thank you, we, they appreciate the thoughts and prayers, action needs to happen. Action needs to take place. Change needs to take place, right? But again, I'm going to digress because I'm not here to talk about the political or the legislative uh, uh, thoughts or proposals or theories. I want to talk about how do we comfort these families, the parents, the spouses, the siblings, the entire student body, the entire town of Uvalde. Where do we begin? They need this. They need to be comfort. They need to be loved. But how? I don't have the answer. I wish I had the answer. My heart absolutely breaks for these parents, for these siblings, for these spouses, for, for, the, for the entire town. And it's so unthinkable. I don't want to say I'm in shock, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do we begin? These parents as all parents do have nothing but the most excited 
jubilant dreams for their children's futures. All parents cherish their children's futures. I'm a parent of a grown son. He's 24. He's a grown man now, and I still cherish the future that lies ahead of him. These parents were no different. These children all varying types of potential in changing the world. And that opportunity was ripped away from them and ripped away from their families. I'm sure any parent who is going through this, or I feel that any parent who's going through this and lost their child a big part of their soul was ripped from their body. And that, in my view, is absolutely unfathomable. I can't fathom it. Now, like I said, these children, they all had potential to change the world, to make the world a better place. And it's just like that, ripped away from them. From a madman with an AR-15 assault rifle shooting up the school. Also ripped away are any hopes and dreams the parents have of watching their children get their driver's license, watching them walk to receive their high school diploma. go to college. See them get married. Fathers have lost, who've lost their daughters will never walk their child down the aisle for her wedding. The very things in which we as people cherish In special times of our lives, the graduations, the birthdays, the weddings, the recitals, all of these are just ripped away. I don't have any words to describe what I'm feeling. Heartbreak is not deep enough. Tragic doesn't fully describe it. 
there's a myriad of feelings that everyone's going through from absolute sadness to fear to anger. And I share in those myriad of feelings, even though I wasn't directly affected. One of the things that I've always had trouble with is being angry at either a system or a circumstance in which I in which I cannot single handedly control and resolve. You want to yell, but who do you yell at? You want to scream, but what do you scream? And again, I'm not going to politicize this. It takes people coming together and being that one voice, in my opinion. Being that one voice for change. Being that one voice to do right by our children. Being that one voice to protecting our children so they can, so they can see their futures for what they'll be. Greatness, change, contributing to society to make the world a better place. As you always hear me say on every episode, The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life's lessons to learn and grow from them and help others who are struggling through dark times. You've also heard me say things like, This too shall pass, or The longest journey starts with taking the first step or overcoming adversity by leaning into those, uh, those, um, undesirable circumstances. This circumstance is beyond undesirable. How, how do you say something like overcoming obstacles, overcoming adversities to someone who lost their child? in a school shooting that should have never happened. How do you tell that to a parent? How do you tell them this too shall pass? You can't, in my opinion, you can't. This is all part of what must be processed. And I don't want to diminish a single shred of anything that these people are going through. I don't want to diminish any of it. But there must be a process where for a minute you think that what's it all worth? You think, why is this happening to me? And you get angry. In some cases, they say you lose it. But again, all within the confines of letting that process play itself through 
and then hopefully reason and sensibility prevails. But how do you define when that is? Everyone's different. Processing something like this is different for each person. You can't just approach a parent who lost their child in a shooting and say, lean into this bad situation. Things will get better. You can't just casually say that to someone who has just endured such a loss. That doesn't mean you don't say anything. That doesn't mean you don't do anything. You do do anything. You do do things. You stand with them. You cry with them. You ache with them. You get angry with them. I don't mean angry at them, angry with them. You together with these, with these poor souls who lost their loved ones. You stand alongside of them and get angry with them at this entire circumstance. I believe there's GoFundMe's out there and, um, and other organizations that are willing to, um, to take contributions um, for helping and assisting families who have uh, gone through this incredibly tragic, unthinkable situation. Um, but you do act and you do say things. And you know what? I truly feel Time does heal wounds. And it's going to take a long time for a lot of people. I still feel optimistic in that we will heal from this. Those directly affected will heal from this. But not without this being the start for change and transformation. What does that change look like that's for the better? I have no idea. I hope and I pray that the message is loud and clear for all the necessary organizations and the people of the conservative side and the liberal side and just, you know, get together. This is a, this is about humanity. Forget what side of the fence you're on. This is about humanity. And again, I'm going to digress because it's real easy to trickle into politicizing this, this incident. It's very easy to trickle into politicizing it. And I don't want to do that. I'm trying to figure out. I don't have the answer. I said it before. I'm trying to figure out 
how do we comfort and assure and stand alongside these these parents and these family members who lost their loved ones and help see them through this? How do we do that? What do we say to them? There is no silver bullet. There is no one phrase that you can say that will just turn everything around and say, oh, you know what? You're right. Thank you so much. No. Absolute devastation. What really, one of the things that really broke my heart was on the 26th, I believe, which I think was a Thursday on the 26th. um, Heard that the husband of one of the teachers um, who was gunned down in this massacre, um, he died of a heart attack, had a broken heart, grieving over his wife. Two days after she was killed. He couldn't go on. The devastation and the tragedy, I mean, just was overwhelming to him. That could happen to any of us. For those that we truly love and care about. If we lose them. It can happen to any of us. And they have four children, and now all four children, I believe, um, lost both their parents. Just like a pebble that falls or is dropped into a calm body of water, The ripple effect that pebble makes, it lasts and lasts and lasts and lasts. It causes causes a springboard for other actions, other events. It's like a domino effect, right? have dominoes lined up, one domino. It just takes one to make an impact somewhere and cause an effect. It impacts the second domino, which impacts the third, impacts the fourth and fifth, and it, this, this whole reaction takes place. Same goes for the pebble in the calm water. And this action unfortunately, is going to have a ripple effect uh, for a long time. For a long time. In closing, for the city of Uvalde, 
being a, I'm going to say a, an honorary Texan myself, having moved here seven years ago, living in North Dallas, um, for my, for those parents and for the people of Uvalde, for everyone in Uvalde. It is with profound humility that I am truly, genuinely, authentically, alongside you. I cannot begin to fathom what you are feeling and going through. But I cry. Your pain has been felt in my heart. I will never say I have the solution. I will never diminish what you are going through in saying a catchphrase of overcoming adversity or this too shall pass or it's not time for that right now. Things have to process, things have to play out. But I do want you to know, for the people of Uvalde, you are not alone. You are not alone. And there is always hope. As hard as that is to believe right now, as painful as it is to hear it, you are not alone. And I stand with you. I've had many amazing guests on my show who have overcome some incredible odds and adversities and obstacles and problems and barriers. But something like this Again, unfathomable, unthinkable. I will pray for the people of Uvalde. I will pray for the parents and the spouses of the lost ones. The parents and the spouses of those gunned down, the 21 gunned down in this horrific Horrific act. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm truly grateful for the first responders who responds to these 
and other tragic events that take place. And I'm very grateful also for for those therapists and counselors and people who address mental health and help people who are suffering from mental health problems, addressing those problems with these individuals. I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for those people as well. And a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for the teachers of our schools, principals, faculty members, and security. Thank you again for listening to this special episode. God bless the people of Uvalde, Texas. God bless you all.